Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, I am home from Vegas, and I got to tell you, maybe this is like my full wash status, but I'm I like I feel great being home from Vegas. Usually, when I get home from Vegas or from some kind of trip like that, I'm just like I don't want to see or talk to anybody for at least like two days. But like I was actually responsible. This is weird. So you had your first day in Vegas, waking up sober or at least not hungover. Yeah, of your life and. You got home and you were totally fine and not hungover. <laughs> and you have a child on the way in about a month, right? Yeah. I've, I've got bad news for you, Anthony. Uh-oh. You're, you're old. I'm old. <laughs> this is what happens. This is just what happens. Next time I go out there and be like, you know, let's catch Elton John. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Nokia Theater. No, one of the casinos. Perhaps right. a good cover band. Right. Yeah. Hey, I heard there's a good like Wayne, New- Wayne Newton impersonator out there. The 80s cover band somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just what happens. And then you start being like, why is everybody else so young? Why do 21-year-olds look so young? They didn't oh, my always God. Like, like, I already yeah, get that. Yeah, you, I get that already. I was sitting there at the blackjack yeah, table, and this like kid sat next to me, and I was like, are you going to card like, this guy? not legal. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because this, this jackass got queens. Got, got, was dealt, I was playing blackjack. blackjack. This guy was dealt against a five. He got dealt queens, and he split them. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I was, like, ready. Oh, I, he, wait, wait, wait. He had 20. He had a pair of queens, and he split them. Yeah. That's, that's a ballsy and or arrogant move. It's All right, what happened? Move. It's, it's terrible. Yes, it is a dick move, yeah. I, I almost, like, I, I legitimately, I, I called over the pit boss. I was like, hey, you might want to check this kid's ID. Just, you know. <laughs> like i was i usually now this happened at like 3 30 4 in the morning or so and at this point i'd oh yeah you know i'd had plenty of 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 uh adult beverage in my system and it you know you see somebody play that hand it throws off the entire rotation of the hand it throws off everything like that kid he wound up winning both hands. No, oh, no, what a dick. No, 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 even worse, even worse. So he won one of the hands and then was dealt a five or something like that on the other one um, and stayed at 15 there. And then the dealer came up and uh, she was showing – no, so he got a six. So he had 16 against a five. She uh, turns over her cards and she had 16 – yeah, something like that. She went whatever card he got. Now again, remember the time that I told you. But he, the card that he was dealt, the second, the second card that he was dealt, that he wound up staying on. I wound up staying against the the, the five or six or whatever it was that she was showing. Well, it, she turns over the card, and had she just accepted that card because she had to hit, she would have busted. Instead, mm-hmm. she turns out she she gets one card less than that and gets a twenty one, uh-huh. and like. Wait, so how did he win? Huh? So how did no, he no, no. win? So we're so, I was we're wrong. so off. So track I was wrong. Now. So I was wrong. I was wrong. So he had he he got to twenty on his on his second one, right? Oh. Um and like at that point, like asshole may as well just split him again. But he gets to ten, so he gets to twenty, and he winds up losing because she got to twenty one. And gotcha. then the, the entire table and like I don't know if this kid was a, like incapable of shame. But he was just like, oh, man, shucks, you know, and he like looked at the rest of the table and the rest of us who were there at the table were like, yeah, yeah, dude, you got to go. Yeah, he had no idea that he, yeah, that he, 
he was the asshole. Dad. Right. So I was like, Pit Boss, you know, this yeah. guy, this guy looks really young. <laughs> he might have a fake. He was bragging to me earlier about the fake ID that he used to get in here. Just by the way, heads, heads up. Officer um, Irwin. I like it. <laughs> Amen. Mess with my money <laughs> at four thirty in the morning after all the 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 gin and tonics that I had had, and yeah, yeah, I'll turn into a cop. In not one instance, I'll turn into a cop. Anywho, today's show, uh, we're going to talk about after we finish talking about our, our washedness or my washedness. We're going to go over the roster. Last time Pete and I spoke for Monday's show. We talked about the the wide, you know, we talked about the Kawhi Leonard decision, and we had a more wide ranging conversation about what it means for the Lakers, where the Lakers currently stand as a result of that, uh, organizationally also, right? And that didn't leave too too much time to get into the roster. The Lakers now currently hold 14 players on it. Now, Taylor Horton Tucker has not been signed yet, but he still kind of sort of counts. So the Lakers now, after the Avery Bradley signing, have 14 players on their roster and uh, reportedly are getting ready to start LeBron James at point guard. So that was a big topic of conversation that I saw uh, via Twitter. I got into it a little bit on last show. I I gave some of my, you know, kind of immediate concerns, but I wanted to, to think on it a little bit more and, and and I'll bounce some of those things off of you, Pete. Uh, and then you know the buyout market. I think not just what it looks like right now, right with with now Sean Livingston was just bought out right before Pete and I started recording. Uh, Andre Iguodala is still in Memphis. They're trying to trade him, uh, but it it feels to me like one of those situations where they're saying, "Well, we're trying to trade the guy really, really hard," and and as a result of them throwing it out there that they're trying to trade him, they aren't getting the kinds of, of offers that they want. And and also Iguodala is so respected as an NBA player, he's been in there so long that I think eventually they're going to get to a a buy out agreement there and he'll hit that market as well and then Kyle Korver I believe can officially sign tomorrow or today by the time you guys are listening to the show so I think not only is the market strong right now and strong enough right now for the Lakers to to be interested in some of these guys but I also kind of sort of think that we're heading towards a strong buyout market come mid-season right so so I want to talk. So we'll talk about the roster that the Lakers currently have right now, and then at the very end of the show, the tail end of the show, we'll get into some of the buyout candidates that we see right now, and then also why I think it might be wise to to look into consolidating the roster and maybe opening up another roster spot for for another buyout market down the road. So let's start though with LeBron James uh, playing point guard, starting at point guard. A lot of people are going to, you know, their their first inclination is to say, well, it doesn't matter so much who starts as as who finishes. But you made a good point that I saw on Twitter that explains why. No, that's that's a bit of an oversimplification. That that has to do with the amount of minutes that starting groups usually get compared to other units across the roster. Yeah, so your starting five is usually going to play about three times as many minutes as any other group does, as as Mm -hmm. the second closest group does, just because they are going to be together in most cases, at least the first six minutes of the first quarter and the third quarter. And there's so much staggering in all of the other lineups that it's not, you know, like hockey subs, unless you're Luke Walton on on occasion, (laughs) right, where you've got a starting lineup and then you've got your second unit. So it's important that those first five really fit together. And with the news of LeBron being moved to the point guard position, for one, I kind of wonder, was he always the point guard? Like, I, I, you know, and from a technical basketball standpoint, there are, you know, the way you write it out on a posy board is your one, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. And 
LeBron, does that mean LeBron is at the high posts less frequently in the low post less frequently? Um, you know, in terms of its practical, that's going to be my, my first question to him when training camp opens, opens up is like, well, what does that mean that you're playing point guard now? I usually like to refer to what position you play as being what position you can defend. And mm-hmm. I don't want LeBron defending point guards. No. So that's something that it's important to me that they have somebody next to him that's capable of doing that. And I don't really want it to be Danny Green because Danny Green is a good point guard defender. He can defend them and he's good at it. He is a great wing defender. He's one of the best wing defenders in the NBA. And when you look at some of the best teams in the league, hell across the hallways, right? You want to be able to put your best wing defender on them rather than have them have to chase point guards around and have them be good at it. Right. So I'm hoping that one of the guys that the Lakers have signed, be it Caruso, KCP, Avery Bradley, that one of them is a part of that starting lineup to alleviate those responsibilities and put both LeBron and Danny Green in a more natural defensive position. Yep. Let's take a quick second here, pay a few bills. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Yeah, that's offensively to me, you know, a lot of people said the response when that report initially dropped was, well, he's always a point guard. Yes, offensively, in theory, he's always a point guard. I would slightly tweak that to say, though, that it's a little different to be the the, the, the dominant ball handler and the point guard, right? Because... Like if he's if he's bringing the ball up the court, he's now initiating the offense from a lot higher on the court than he would if he was to to receive a pass from the point guard on the wing, right? And and that just slightly tweaks the offense. He's it's not quite you know in in that sense he's the 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 initiator of the offense, the primary ball handler, but he's he's not the point guard. So you know, are the Lakers going to imply some uh, uh, employ somebody next to him in that starting lineup who can at least get the ball to half court and then pass it over to LeBron? Is a, are they going to go that route? You know, if that if they do that, would that be like Avery Bradley? I don't trust KCP to be able to do that. You know, uh, there's some if if the Lakers are really crazy and they start like Kyle Kuzma at the two, I definitely don't want him doing that. Right, so it I I, I want to see how that looks, but the, offensively is nowhere near my concern. You mentioned the defensive stuff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, like LeBron hasn't cared about defense in a really long time. And and you know, we were having this conversation with some of the other guys that were staying at the house that I was at over the weekend. And one of the points somebody made was, you know, on-ball defense is one of the more overrated abilities uh, in basketball. And I said, mm-hmm. I, I could, I could kind of agree with that. I, I kind of sort of agree it with that. The one spot, though, where it isn't overrated and, and frankly, it can go a little underrated is the point of attack. Like the first person who meets the ball on the other side of half court when the team is bringing the ball across half court. Like if their point guard, if the opposing point guard could just break off anybody who's guarding him every single play, your defense is just consistently compromised. And right. You know, like a lot, Avery Bradley seems to make the most sense in this respect, but he's been a little overrated on defense for the last few years. Maybe it's KCP, and I think it's KCP. They're paying him like a starter. So I think of of all of the options, and we'll end on this, of all the options that the Lakers seem to have if LeBron is the starting point guard, who on the roster do you most want next to him in that backcourt? I mean, 
I would like Caruso to be the guy that starts of, of yeah. all of them because I think he makes he's he's an above average defender um, mm-hmm. both in terms of on ball and his help defense. Avery Bradley's still a good point of attack defender. Um, yeah. He has issues with uh, his off ball defense, mm-hmm. um, but if if his job is to be on the on the ball handler. I'd be fine with that. KCP gives up a little too many, a few too many straight line drives for my taste yeah. to be defending that position. Um, and you know, Bradley shot, I think 40.4% on wide open threes, which are the types of threes that we'd want him to be taking. Um, and he, he does, does better Bradley does when he gets a few touches uh, mm-hmm. in terms of just his overall, like he was really bad on the Clippers. And part of it was because he was standing in the corner as yeah. kind of a typical three and D type of guy. If you give him some of the, Hey, just, you know, dribble the ball up court and initiate the offense type of responsibilities. I think he think he can handle that. Um, I, I'm not as big of a Bradley guy, uh, but I do think that his fit on this team is decent. He's also been hampered by a lot of injuries. He's only 28. So if, like you'd have a hard time convincing me that Rondo is going to get it back at some point. No. If you wanted to say, Hey, you know, Avery Bradley is 28 years old. He's had this history of injuries. If he's healthy, he had a good 14 game stretch in Memphis. I could be like, all right, I could see it because he was a good player. Yeah. Three, in four Boston. years ago in, yeah. in Boston. So, um, my preference would be Caruso. If I had to guess, I'd say it's going to be Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it would be like a, a Bradley, LeBron, Kuz, Danny Green, and I would guess JaVale over Boogie, but I think it would depend on how, uh, how Boogie's feeling to start training camp. Wait, I, I think you swap. I think you messed that one up. Okay. Starting what did lineup I say? there? I, <clears throat> you didn't, I don't think you said Davis. I think he's going to oh. start. Yeah, I think that's probably. probably. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's put Kuz on, off of the bench on that. Although yeah. I don't know, man. So are they going to start like a big, a huge lineup of just like I think so. LeBron, Danny Green, Kuzma, AD, and and Boogie or Javale? You think that's so, what they'll go for? I think it'll be. I think it'll be Bradley, Green, LeBron, Davis, and Javale. So Kuz off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be I my think, guess. I think that makes sense. Like, yeah. this is an interesting roster in that there are a lot of guards, almost all of them newly signed, and there are they're really set at the five spot. I love what they did with the five spot. Me where too. You've got, you've got Anthony Davis, and I want still hope he plays a good number of minutes at the five. Uh, JaVale McGee and DeMarcus Cousins. One of the things I love about that is that that really makes DeMarcus Cousins like – the the frosting on the cake rather than the the main thing because i think it would be foolish for the lakers to depend on demarcus cousins to be healthy right yeah you you want demarcus cousins to be like hey if he's healthy we we've got it really going on at the five spot but if he's not we're still going to be okay and i think they've really done a good job with the big man spot as a result of that i don't know what do they do with the wings though right if they start a lineup like that to me you've got three wings on this roster right now and all of them would be in the starting lineup with danny green lebron james and kyle kuzma so you can stagger things yes but if if you do start that big lineup of lebron Green, Kuz, AD, and JaVale or Boogie. That means that off of the bench, you got so many guards, man. You got Caruso, Rondo, KCP, Bradley, Quinn Cook. Uh, I feel like I may, may be even missing a guy on that. So, mm-hmm. how do you make a rotation like that work when all of your wings are starting, but you don't really have any of them coming off the bench? 
So I would probably so the the second lineup that you have out there, Rondo isn't even figuring into the rotation, in my opinion. I, I agree with that. I don't know if that's going to be the reality, not, but I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like you know that's kind of how we started the show is by saying, well, here's the right thing to do. And now, now look. I'm not saying I wanted to be very clear when I say this. There's a right way to do this, and then there's the political way to do this, right? It's not so, and and political like wrong political like there's it's 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 an oversimplification to just call it wrong out of hand because sure. these things don't happen in a vacuum. Right, they, but, they matter. The politics do matter. I also yeah. think there is more than one right way to do it, so it's yeah. not one of those. Things yeah, that's like, true too. You yeah. you better start the lineup that I'm demanding that you start, or else I'm going to be upset with you. It's not that. I think there are couple of versions of this that work mm-hmm. but there are versions of this where it's like eh, you know if, if rondo is getting 18 minutes a game yeah. and so <laughs> sitting there waving a towel on the bench i'm gonna be a little upset you know yes. there, so there definitely More are political versions i i can already see it like i, I already know this rondo's the, the one of the more hilarious like stats that we're gonna see over the course of the year is gonna be rajon rondo's plus minus like it's gonna be hilarious. It's 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 gonna be frustrating, and it's a, it's the kind of thing that we're just gonna have to laugh at. Otherwise, it's gonna we're gonna go insane. But you were asking how we would make that how I would make that mm-hmm. second lineup work, right? So if you're starting Bradley, and let's say we're going with a ten man lineup. So if you're starting Bradley, I would probably have Caruso, KCP, Kuzma, Dudley, and uh, Boogie. Or if you want, if Boogie really wants to start, like maybe once he's healthy, maybe you swap out Boogie and JaVale, and JaVale's better defensively uh, in that role. And then there's going to be staggering involved based on situation and stuff. But I think there's a way to make that work. You know, and then, you know, if you if, if you say that when the bench unit is going in there, you really need shooting. You desperately need mm-hmm. shooting out there. Well, then Caru- then Cook is out there instead of Caruso to, to, as the first guard off the bench, you know, the first yeah. lead guard off the bench. I think there are ways to make this all work. You know, the, 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 the big thing that I'm really nervous about is Rajon Rondo. But how, how do you feel about the... That lineup, the the lineup, the bench lineup of Caruso, KCP, Kuzma, Dudley, and I guess in this case, Boogie to start the year. No, I really like that. And one of the things that I think you build lineups around is who can get their own shot. You need at least one guy out there, but even then that's difficult. If you can have two guys on the court at any, at every given moment during it, who are able to create their own shot, the other three guys can play off of them. So ideally it's at least two. And in that respect, um, you've got Kuzma and Boogie are able to do that. Kuzma is better off of the ball than he is on it, but he can get his own shot. He is a scoring threat in a way that this is another year and it's again it's strange where the lakers don't have a guard on the team that can get their own right yeah but the lakers will be able to play with a degree of continuity in that they've got a lot of playmaking in the front court especially if we consider lebron to be a forward right rather than a point guard but they've got a lot of big big human beings who are can really handle the ball and can pass it yeah. that that can also get their own shot though when i think of the, who can get their own shot on this team i think of lebron anthony davis demarcus cousins and kyle kuzma and i think that's it like yeah. of the guys who like they're one-on-one they're a, a threat to break their guy down and create an advantage so to me two of those guys need to be on the court at all times i'm just gonna 
overlook the fact that you just besmirched Alex Caruso. He can do everything. <laughs> he can literally do no wrong. Uh, how dare you? But yeah, no, I and you know if that's if that's the 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 makings of the rotation there, right? If that's the ten man rotation, you know, and and I would imagine now again politically speaking, Rondo is going to play a larger role in that rotation than than he should. But hopefully over the course of the year, just like I think. JaVale, honestly, if you were to hold, if, if somebody was to hold a gun to your head and ask you, do you think DeMarcus Cousins is fully healthy right now? Do you? I mean, probably not right now. I think I don't by think the time so. by the time the season rolls around, though, I think he's got enough time to get there. We just saw him with a legitimate fist under his quad. <laughs> yeah, man, that was brutal. You I, know. Can I just? So I've always had a soft spot for Boogie. Me too. And like that dude lost so much money. Yeah. With his body break, breaking down, and like he was a max, he was one of the people we were talking about a couple of years ago. We're like, hey, when Boogie comes up for free agency, do you max him? And between the Achilles injury, he rushed back from that, and then had the quad injury, and then rushed back from that to try to like one of the things that's killing me is when I see people like, oh, he shot forty percent in the finals and this and like, like that dude gave everything to yeah. get back on the court. Yeah, and people are killing him for the like. No, yeah, you got like sixty five percent of. Boogie, who was already 65% from the Achilles injury. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to kill him for his production. I don't know. I, I felt like he's a dude that's always had heart. And, um, but he's also a guy like, yeah, we shouldn't be depending on him. But I do think that by the time training camp rolls around, that'll be enough time for his body to recover. See, I would, I would go so far as to say, you know, because, look, it's an 82 game season. What we see, the starting lineup that we see in game one is not going to be the same starting lineup we see in game 82. And, the place where I would start that that change would would take place would be with uh, Demarcus Cousins and Javale McGee eventually swapping spots. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, right now Javale McGee is healthier than Demarcus Cousins. Will probably start the year healthier than Demarcus Cousins, and as such, makes more sense than Demarcus Cousins in that in that first group. Uh, if Demarcus, is, if Boogie is okay with. Uh, with with coming off the bench at least to start while he completely makes absolutely sure he's one zillion percent healthy or as close to it as he can be. At le- you're never going to finish the year 100 percent healthy, but you damn near want to. You, you you definitely want to start it that way, yeah. if, if at all possible. And in this case, I don't know if I can guarantee even that even by the time we get to training camp and even time even by the you know late October when the season's going to start, I would say take this super duper slow. And and let him come off of the bench. Don't rely on him in, in that regard. And hell, Demarcus Cousins and 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 Kyle Kuzma as your two shot creators against opposing benches. That's really effing good. And that's some that's a lineup too where Caruso does have playmaking ability, right? Yeah, like, Caruso's a legit point guard, right? Uh-huh. So that that can help. You know, you can run off ball action for Kuzma even if he is one of your shot creators. So you do get like you get it at, at the wing spot with Kuz at the big spot with Marcus Cousins, but also at the point guard spot too. I yeah. I do have a question for you. Who would be your closing five? Ooh, this one's this is where it gets tough because now you're really talking about team politics. Right. <laughs> this is sure, when it, sure. this is it, honestly it's probably more important than the starters politically speaking, right? Cuz that's when these guys are at their absolute most competitive. If it's a close game, you're talking about the, everything is fired up and and all of these guys, the, especially Boogie, 
Davis and LeBron, they're going to be there, so it doesn't really matter. But Rondo's crazy competitive as well, right? And and not only will uh, Boogie's comp- uh, competitiveness manifest itself in a way that he's saying, I can't believe I'm not out there down down the, you know, as we get into crunch time here. But also LeBron and Davis are going to be looking at Rondo, who they respect. The entire reason Rondo's on this roster is because he's he's looking at that aspect of this, right? They're looking at that aspect of this. So, so yeah, I would I would probably say, but the, the, the lineup that should be out there, in my opinion, whew, I would probably have, it depends on who they're playing. First and foremost, but give me, give me Casey. Yeah, I, I would still say KCP, LeBron, uh, Danny Green. No, Caruso, KCP, LeBron. Fuck Kuzma and Davis. I think it depends so- on how. So Caruso, you said Green. Did you say Danny Green? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, okay. oh wait, did I? Yeah. No, I think I you said make sure Caruso he... and KCP. No, Caruso and Green. Caruso, Green, LeBron, Kuzma, and Davis. With with LeBron at the four, you know, guarding fours. How about you? I I go with that, with the exception. Of, so I think you've got your four in there. Your main mm-hmm. four of LeBron, AD, um, Kuzma, and, and Green, uh, and Danny Green. Then the fifth spot. So most of the time, I, I wouldn't be giving that to Boogie or Javale uh, down down the stretch of games, but maybe occasionally Boogie. Yeah. But uh, in, on most nights, that fifth spot for me would go to whoever's playing the best out of Caruso, KCP, Bradley, and Cook. That's one yeah. of the advantages of having four guys who are like around the same ta- like tier type of player mm-hmm. is that you can kind of go with the hot hand with what and there's different skill sets there, right? Caruso is more of, of an on-ball playmaker, whereas Quinn Cook can come off of wide pin downs and shoot it okay. KCP can do the same. Um, KCP will give you a little bit better defense defense and Quinn cook will, but will also give you some questionable decision-making. Right. So, right. But those type of guys, especially, I, I really love the, the shooting on this team. Um, whoever's kind of got it going that night, I think that you can have enough continuity when you've got your core four, and then that fifth spot's kind of rotating. Are we sure Kuzma's in that four? It's an I interesting to, question. I want him to prove more to me before I just throw him in that group. I think that's fair. Um, Kuzma has to make shots. Yeah. This year. I mean, and to his credit, he's been doing that, been working with Lethal Shooter. Kuzma is a guy where whenever he's working on something, we all know about it, right? <laughs> yeah. But he is he is a hard worker, right? Yeah. And so, like, that's my thing is, like, yeah, if you want to post all your stuff on Twitter and, and IG and all that of every time you go into the gym – I mean, it ain't what I grew up with, but this is, you know, I know I recognize this is old man nonsense yeah. where it's like, yo, if you're there and you're actually getting the work in, I've never heard anybody say a single bad thing about that guy's work work ethic. Right. Yeah. So like he, he's putting the work in, but at the end of the day, he's got to put the get the results next yeah. year. So I am. Let me put it this way. He starts out in that core four. He can play himself out of it. But like that's where I, that's my starting point to begin the season. This is a stupid thing. It's a stupid tangent that that again is going to come off as old manish, 
But one thing you keep an eye on, so there's an NBA player who I learned about over the weekend, but because there was so much just like stupid basketball stories that I kept on hearing about, I can't remember which player it was. But basically, they started the year by like basically recording their entire workout session at the very beginning of the year, right? And then they cut it up. And then over the course of the summer, they were releasing different <laughs> portions of that thing. And they got caught by the team because over the course of the summer, they had a different hairdo, right? Uh. And so the team was like, all right, so you keep releasing this thing. Like like the, one of the coaches on the on the coaching staff told this player, ah, man, I'm pissed I can't remember who it is. No, nah, I'm not even going to – I don't want to slander anybody either. So – but the coaching staff asked them, like, wait, I this is the hairdo you got now. You just released this thing yesterday. <laughs> Unless you went out and got some plugs, like what the hell's going on here? And the guy sure. was like, "Shit." <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's mixtapes for ballers now. That's your mixtape, right? As you're working right. out in the gym, you know, you hit ten straight with nobody guarding you, and then all of us go, "Oh, damn, he's coming back this year, making forty percent." Right. It's a, and and I'll be doing the same. Just give me a month before my cynicism wear off, and I'll see some like grainy ass Kyle Kuzma video, yeah. like on just someone recording recorded from snapchat it's like 10 yeah. seconds long right now oh kuzma's looking good and i'll yeah. get 10 people adding me what have you do you see any changes in his form it's it is the way of of the nba <laughs> uh fortunately for kuzma the the clips that i've seen he's his hairdo has kept up with the hairdo that he's had away from the court kuz works hard kuz works hard. <laughs> <laughs> but i thought that was i thought that was a hilarious that's a great story. story that's a great story it doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all there, there, actually guys are kind of notorious for like going into the gym like taking a picture of themselves working out yeah. or somebody recording them and and i i've talked to trainers were like that dude was here for five minutes you know <laughs> <laughs> like he was just here for the for the video footage and then bounced he, at least your guy that you're talking about was efficient with it he had a plan didn't waste yeah. any of his time i respect it we know he got one good workout in that year we know that- <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick second here. When we come back, we're going to get into the buyout market. So we talked about basketball specifically. It was nice to be able to talk about basketball specifically. And we'll be doing that a lot more. We finally got a team. I'm I'm actually really excited about that. Like, this is a good team. I made the point today for Silver Screen and Roll in my writing um, that that the Lakers legitimately improved, in my opinion, at every position in the starting five. I, I, I think I would make that case. It depends on who's starting who's that fifth starter, but I think I would agree on the other four spots with the exception of LeBron because LeBron's LeBron. Right. Well, so if we aren't counting LeBron, fine. You know, and I, I, by the way, I think LeBron's going to be better than he was last year. I I do too. We, we need to, let's do dedicate like a whole uh, segment to it at some point, not necessarily this show, the spacing on this team. That's I've been watching a ton of tape, really just falling in love with the, the team again has been nice and just like fantasizing, but the spacing on this team is killer, man. Like this is a different set of circumstances to put LeBron James in. And I'm really excited about that. So we'll save that for another show, but, but I really want to get into that. Yeah. They've, so I agree. He's going to be better this year just as a function of the surrounding circumstances. Yep. Uh, so, but I, we, I do want to talk about the, the buyout market here, uh, and, and what we've seen thus far. And I think what, there's a couple factors that are going to go into the buyout market as it, as we get into the year. So hang tight, pay a couple bills. We'll be right back. So what we're looking at right now is a team, like we said, with 14 guys on it. 
Uh, right now, we are counting Talon Horton Tucker in that in that count because uh, he, he is a second round draft pick. I don't think he'll get. He, I think they already gave out their two way contracts, right? Uh, I believe it's just to Norvell. I think they have one more, and THT could go on that if they negotiated as such. But I think that's a significant pay drop. That would be unusual for a second yeah. round pick to do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on that happening. And I don't really know how else they would create another roster spot. Uh, there was some talk that maybe Troy Daniels might be a uh, might be more of a roster invite or a camp invite than it is a guaranteed year long deal. But I think Pincus was tweeting out the the values of everybody, and I think he's he's guaranteed for for like as a roster player next year. So mm-hmm. uh, the Lakers do have ro- fourteen roster spots taken, only one remaining as of right now. The buyout market. The the notable names are potentially Andre Iguodala, Kyle Korver, uh, Sean Livingston, J.R. Smith is probably going to hit the market market at some point as well too. And what's notable about next season in particular, and this is I just want to use this kind of as a as a table setter, is this is the year. This is the year that all of those terrible deals that we saw signed in the summer of 2016, mm-hmm. those all now become expiring deals this year which means a lot of guys i think this might be a more crowded buyout market now there are multiple factors at work here but i think in this respect it's going to help the buyout market than the type of guys who are going to be out there and available uh the other thing here to keep in mind is you know that the i guess counter to that is that it's going to be a lot more competitive a season we saw that we saw that kind of hamper the number of teams that became sellers at the buyout deadline. Uh, mm-hmm. So we might see a repeat of that. But, you know, that notwithstanding, there's going to be quite a few legitimately decent, not good, I don't think, but decent uh, NBA players. There will be actual NBA players hitting the buyout market as we go along this this offseason. Is there anybody in particular you have your eye on? I mean, I've had a cand- candle lit for Andre, Andre Guadalla <laughs> for like the last two weeks, man. Like we talked about Lakers need a wing. Yeah. Um, and just the ability to. So if we're looking at, say, a Western Conference Finals matchup potentially with the L.A. Clippers. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to defend Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with Danny Green and Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Because I don't think they can guard our guys. I don't know how the hell they guard Anthony Davis no. with who they have, right? I would prefer to not have to have LeBron do that. LeBron can do it in stretches. And I still believe that if Le- in the course of a playoff series, if LeBron needed to lock in on – like LeBron's still a very good on-ball defender when he wants to be. Yeah. It's the off-ball stuff. It's the, no, I'm not going to close out to that corner three-point shooter type of stuff right. that he does during the regular season. And even during the playoffs, he did that yeah. in Cleveland the year before, right? I would love to not put – LeBron in that position, even if he's capable of it. Beyond Andre Iguodala, I've said before on our last show that I think the Lakers are a guard away. Like I think the Lakers are a contender. If there's a tier one in the NBA right now, I think there are about five teams in it, which is way more than there normally are in tier one. It's the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Sixers, and I think everyone's counting out the Houston Rockets too early, so I put them in that tier as well. Hopefully they fall apart by chemistry issues. I'm just not counting on it. Yeah. So what I think would put the Lakers over the top is getting that guard, right? That point guard that they can really rely on. There are two names that I've got my fingers crossed for. One is Goran Dragic, Mm -hmm. right? And we'll see 
there are the trade discussions with Westbrook going to Miami. Maybe Dragic goes to OKC and is bought out at some point. Um, you know, that's a possibility. He'd be somebody I'd be very interested in. And then the other one, I wonder what happens in Toronto with Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Lowry is making, I think, $33 million in the last year of his deal. Lowry really wanted to sign with the Lakers, and the Lakers were saving that for who they considered to be a max guy. Yeah, He's somebody where there are three free agents on the market next summer that – uh, between Lowry, Dragic, and Jeff Teague, and even Fred Van Vliet at the point guard spot was like, man, if we can get one of those guys at the MLE, yeah. that'd be awesome, right? We'd really be in business for next year. If one of them can get bought out before then, because I think Toronto's going to want to rebuild, can we get Lowry to come here? And the problem is, is that the Clippers are going to be looking for a point guard too. Yep. They don't have much passing talent on that team, and they don't have somebody to run that offense in a conventional way. So we're going to be competing with them, not only for Iguodala, but for any of those guys that get bought up. But those are the names that stand out to me. Yeah, they're, those are all – I'm looking – I'm going down this line, and boy, <laughs> that was a wild – they need to make a documentary about the summer of 2016 just by itself. Yeah. And maybe not a full-on documentary, but a nice clip of like, here's how all these teams – F themselves over. I'm trying to limit the cussing on stuff that doesn't matter. But here's how all these teams completely botched their their cap space for years and years to come. And boy, there are some names. Chandler Parsons is making 23-6 this year. <laughs> Nicholas Batum has a has a player option for 24 million. Uh, Hassan Whiteside got shipped out to, to to Portland. But yeah, the 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 point here being, I do think there's going to be some legitimate talent out there. Uh, whether it's you know teams, Goran Dragic, I, I think winds up in Dallas uh, as part of a three-team trade to to get Westbrook out there. Uh, they still have the cap to be able to, I believe, ex- uh, absorb him. If not, if if they, it isn't that, like they have contracts that are close enough that they can make that work. I did that the other day at the at the house, and and I figured out a three-team trade between Miami, OKC, and Dallas that sent Goran Dragic, and and we know Mark Cuban likes his white guys, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I do think though, and and this is where it kind of brings me back to the point that that I wanted to really hammer home here is: Do you think it's it, it'll become worth it for the Lakers to open up an extra roster spot? And how would you go about doing that? I think if the Lakers need to open up a a spot, then Daniels is probably the guy mm-hmm. who's who's let go. I feel like they signed one too many guards. It would have been nice if they signed a, a wing, yeah. like say in, rather than Daniels, somebody just with a little more size, rather, so we don't have to depend on just Green, Kuz, and LeBron as really the only wings on the roster. Now, Taylor Horton Tucker can be that too. I think it's foolish with the type of yeah. goals that this team has. He's, he's 18. Yeah, he'll be 19 during the season. I think he turns 19 in December. So like, and he's got a stress fracture in his foot. I like to me, THT has found money. Yeah. I think like they really got a good deal there i think he can be a really good player but he's a guy that like if he works out and is a contributor this year great you don't want to plan on him doing that no. because then you might leave yourself in a bad spot that said um yeah i think daniels would be the guy to be let go the lakers spent their room exception on avery bradley so they don't have anything more than a vet minimum to offer at this point uh but i'm hoping that one of those guys would be able to to be signed and if they need to clear space they'll be able to i want to know who was lining up to pay avery bradley more than the minimum he hasn't been a more than a minimum player over the last few years 
But he's young, so I guess maybe some teams convince themselves. I, I didn't. There, there are also some teams, like a lot of players around the NBA. And this is one thing I'm excited about with this team is there are a lot of like adults yeah. on this team. Mm-hmm. Like Avery Bradley is one of the most well-respected guys in the league. Jared Dudley fits that same yeah. type of description. So maybe there could have been a team that that had that. T- and really, where the Lakers are in their cap spot, I thought he was a minimum guy too. It really doesn't matter that much in terms of like they're going to be over the cap for the foreseeable future. So for the next two years, it doesn't really matter from a practical standpoint. Well, it it mattered to me because it would have been nice to be able to offer more than a minimum to a buyout guy. That's a good point. If Iguodala comes up, because the Clippers do have 4.4 million open right now. Iguodala comes up and we want him and it's our vet minimum versus the Clippers at four and a half a year. Yeah. You know, maybe that swings it in his favor. So that's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see if that if that does wind up coming up and and biting him. I I do think, though, you know, Troy, nobody's going to lose sleep over over having to waive Troy Daniels. It would be a bummer for him. You know, obviously, I I think he was he's probably really looking forward to playing on this team. But but, you know, the other thing, too, is it it could potentially be a favor. I one of the guards is going to be iced out. One of the guards on the roster is going to be iced out. At least. Yeah. There might be two of them. Yeah. So, you know, in, in, in that respect, you know, maybe at some point he goes to the Lakers and asks for it, right? Because he's not he, – there's a really good – it's not hard at all mathematically to, to figure out a rotation that just ices him out of it completely. For sure. And really he's a end of the bench, like kind of barely in the league at this point type of guy. Yeah. Like he can shoot the hell out of the ball, but he's really bad at just about everything else. So, I, I mean, he, just him getting – the NBA paycheck one more year is probably that's about where he is in his career. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fascinating. It's a fun team. And, and, you know, there was, there was some criticism also, by the way, I I apologize for the audio quality on the last show. Mm -hmm. We were, we were both, I I was out in Vegas and I was staying in a house with like eight other guys and everybody was on the Wi-Fi there. That was on my end. Uh, But fortunately we come, I got, I'm back here home. The audio, I believe, today has been really good throughout here. Uh, so, so hopefully that's fixed. And and if it does continue beyond this, even being back home, then I'll look into some other kind of a solution. But, but the other criticism of the last show was like it was a piling on of, of the organization. <laughs> and and now look, I stand by a lot of the things that I said. I I I, I do that. And and one of the things, and unfortunately, we're saying it now at the end of the podcast here again. But you know, one of the things that we said at the end of the podcast is our disappointment in how not getting Kawhi. You know, the, the disappointment in not getting Kawhi that is not mutually exclusive from the excitement that we have in actually having an NBA team. I would argue last year that the the Lakers did not employ. A playoff caliber NBA team. Uh, the, the roster was very illogical. It was very nonsensical, and so nonsensical that it, at the end of the season, when LeBron was asked about it, he farted. <laughs> like he, he he gave a fart noise as, as his analysis of it. So you know, this team we talked about the rotation. It goes ten deep, easy, and and it's very situational as well. It's a very flexible situational roster that I, I'm really excited to watch play. And by the way, it can continue to get better and very easy easily foreseeable ways so it's a fascinating team i'm really excited about this year i'm excited about this year too i i, I do want to address like so i'm always going to give 
my honest opinion and my honest opinion that's built on watching tape and just loving every second of this and doing this job. Sometimes that's going to mean saying something that like we all want to hear good news about our team we all, all want to hear like lakers are going to be great and they're going to be a title contender and they will be yeah right like this this team part of that is because the top of the league is not like there is no golden state warriors this year there is no miami heat lebron wade bosh type of team the top of this league is as weak as it's ever been my thought and if you followed my coverage from when i started this in 2016 was like yo the lakers really well between 2014 and 2017 it's the freaking lakers and this is a great market where people are going to want to be and are going to want to play they have the opportunity to build a really dynastic type of squad not just one where we're hoping we're winning in a year like this but where we are the favorites Mm -hmm. to win something like this i can't just let that go as something that that's been I've been hoping for for two right. three years, and just be like, oh well, gosh shucks, we'll get him next time. We lost a major free agent to the fucking Clippers. Exactly. I can't be mad at that for a couple of days. I'm right. sorry, y'all got to hear it, and you can you don't have to, right? But like, it's I'm always going to be real about it, and I hope that people know that when you listen to this show, like you're listening to two people that want things to go well for the right. Lakers, which can't be said for the vast majority of media in covering the Lakers, right? So like, yeah, allow me a fucking couple of days of being pissed off that we lost out on freaking Kawhi Leonard to the L.A. Clippers, and that this the idea that this could be a team that could win four or five type titles. Now, does that mean that they can't get back on that track? No, but they, I felt like they lost in enough places to where like, this was kind of the floor of what I thought this team would be. Yeah. And it's still a title contender. That doesn't make me less excited to cover this team. I get to watch grownups play basketball for the first time and <laughs> cover it in person get, yeah. and break down tape. Yeah. I, like I started like, you know, we've watched a lot of kids playing ball and I love those kids. Right. Yeah. But it's just different. It's different. Grownups are the one that win, win titles. I'm hella excited about that, but forgive me for just having a, 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 a another element of that to where I'm like, damn, I wanted my team to be one of those dynastic squads, to be the third dynasty of my lifetime between the Shaq Kobe Lakers, the Showtime Lakers, and then what this could be, right? And I don't think we're at that point. Does that make me totally negative about everything about the Lakers? No. But yeah, I'm just, I'm going to be honest with you in however I, I provide coverage. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize if it's something that's negative and I truly believe it. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I mean, I just came back from Vegas. Everybody sees those big spin things, right? And you could win $1,000 on that big spin thing, but the the piece right next to it, right? Let's say it's like a wheel of fortune. The piece right next to winning $1,000 is winning a million dollars. And like, yes, I just won $1,000. That's really effing cool. And and obviously, like, Anthony Davis here is more than $1,000. So mm-hmm. equate the math however you want to equate it. But it's always going to stick in my mind that, like, for a fraction of a second, I saw myself winning a million dollars, you know? Like, there was a very realistic chance here where and, – and now the difference, too, here is that the Lakers had some of the stuff within their control. Like, I can't control that wheel. I, I, if I could, I would stop it on the million dollars. Like when it's slowing down and it's going and it's going and it just like ticks over that one more time, 
you know, it, I would have stopped it earlier. But in in the case here with the Lakers, they literally had like there was a there was a very viable way for them to to reach that dynastic point, and mm-hmm. they made a couple mistakes, and it led to them having a good off season, but not like an all time off season. Right? And it's not just this off season, right? It's yeah. it, it's like the plan over several years, right? Yeah. In, in terms of what could have been done. Now, in anything that you do in life, I'm old enough to know this that you could have. I wish I would have done this a little bit differently. Yeah. But there were like things at the time, like, and, and that's why when we talk about the front office, like mm-hmm. having that's something that you know ahead of time. Like you get the best people in there, yeah. And then you know if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But anyway, yeah. That's the end of my rant on that. I am very excited to cover this team. This, this is not going to be something where I'm looking to kill them at every end, but. Yeah, that's just where I'm at, just an honest place of, of, of where my head is at. Yeah. Also, I'm never going to apologize for being honest. Like, you right. guys have been listening to this show long enough. You guys know what you're getting. Right, and maybe we're wrong, right? Like, hey. I like, hope I'm wrong. This, bro, this squad rolls off three out of the four next titles, right? Like, yeah. And everyone said, ha ha, you dumb mf or you thought the Lakers yeah. were going to be like, I'll be partying right with you, man. Right, you know? right. Like, yeah. I got, we could totally be wrong. We could I'm, be wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Gosh, man, the Lakers won three out of four, but ah, I can't believe I was wrong about this. No, that's not how I'm going to be. I'm going to be we, the we passed the Celtics. Yeah. All I want, if I could just choose one thing in my life that happens you, before I die, yeah. is for you the like Lakers that. to pass the Celtics in all-time titles. Yeah. That is the one thing that I would choose in, in just out in the world. And so, yeah, that upset my piece. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow's show, I'm going to pick back up on the mailbag that I left off at uh, for Tuesday's show. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Get your questions in as well. Uh, but for now, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.